Hello, all you fantasy football people out there, and welcome to week four of the Process Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm the host of the show, Aaron Larson. Uh, find me over on Twitter, at A.A. Larson. And uh, if you're not familiar with the show, every week I look at the slate of NFL games and make some suggestions for you uh, for fantasy football players to attack or avoid in fantasy football in all its different ways and shapes you can be playing. Uh, useful information, hopefully, for start and sit decisions, playing the waiver wire, making trade offers, setting DFS lineups, whatever you're into. So before we get into this week, though, let's always take a look back and see how last week went. So how did we do? Week three was definitely a wild one in the NFL, as they so often can be. Uh, very high scoring week for quarterbacks. So the quarterbacks that I attacked last week in fantasy football were Josh Allen and Jameis Winston. Josh Allen came through okay, quarterback 15. You kind of hope for better than that, but he didn't kill you. 18.3 uh, fantasy points. And all the fantasy points that I'm going to rattle off here, based off of four-point touchdown passes, six-point rushing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, and uh, half-point PPR. Uh, the other guy, Jameis Winston, he came through in a big way. Quarterback five on the week, 25.5 fantasy points. So that's a good win. Uh, running backs I attacked last week. They were kind of the ew kind of options. It was Carlos Hyde came through uh, with 7.9 points, mainly because he fell into the end zone, but I'll take it. That's put him at running back 33 for the week. So fringe RB3 didn't kill you. Like I said, I'll take it. The other guy, uh, Frank Gore, was a target or an attack player last week, and he came through pretty good. Uh, running back 9, 15.9 fantasy points. The old man still got it. Doing good. Uh, receivers, Nelson Aguilar, he was the main guy, as we expected, with the Eagles last week when they were all injury depleted in the receiving core. So he finished out as wide receiver 11, 19 fantasy points. Take that to the bank. Uh, John Brown, not as good. Wide receiver 53, only seven and a half points. Uh, other guys I mentioned last week were James Washington. Thought that Mason Rudolph connection might come through. That didn't really happen so much. Only 2.4 fantasy points for him. Uh, and then I also mentioned that, uh, the Arizona Cardinal receivers, Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, those guys seem pretty reliable with all the targets flying around over there. Fitz finished as a wide receiver 28 on the week. Kirk has the wide receiver 33, so they were usable. Tight ends, that's where I definitely nailed it with uh, Greg Olson against the Cardinals. Uh, hint, that might be coming up again later in the show. But he finished as tight end, won 22.5 points, found the end zone a few times. So I'll take the little mini victory lap there before I tell you that I said Kyle Rudolph might be a good shot, and he was tight end 42 of the week, so not as good with that one. Uh, Jason Witten, he was okay, tight end 17, 6.9 points. That's pretty good for not finding the end zone. The defense that I targeted last week was the Buccaneers defense, who, even though they are definitely improved over last year, they were just middle of the road, finished as a DST 14, so call that a push. Uh, the players that I avoided last week, uh, Baker Mayfield, that worked out. He finished as quarterback 28. Definitely panic time for the Baker owners out there. <laughs> the other guy I wanted to avoid, though, was Daniel Jones. And surprise, he was the quarterback two of the week with a pretty amazing rookie debut. Uh, running backs that I avoided last week, Josh Jacobs, that was a hit. He only had 4.4 4 fantasy points, so that was good. Uh, Joe Mixon, on the other hand, I wanted to avoid him. He broke through, finished as the RB8, finally did something fantasy-wise. Uh, and then uh, receivers, 
John Ross nailed that one. Uh, he was basically shut down by Buffalo. Only got 1.2 pan- <clears throat> fantasy points, excuse me. So that's not very useful. Hopefully you sat him. Other guys that I wanted to sit last week or avoid, I should say, uh, Tyrell Williams finished as the wide receiver, 37, only 10.4 points. Not great there. Hopefully you sat him. Uh, I guess he didn't kill you, but rather would have had somebody else in that spot. Uh, and then I also did mention, however, to avoid Terry McLaren. Didn't think he would be able to hold up against the Bears, and he proved me wrong there. Uh, wide receiver, 16, with 16 fantasy points. So that was a good one. Good, good play. Not a good avoid, so not a good call on that one. Tight end, uh, Tyler Eifert did almost nothing, 2.3 points. That was a good avoid. Delaney Walker, kind of a push. He was actually okay. He still got 9.9 fantasy points without getting in the end zone, so probably didn't need to avoid him uh, either. But And then the defenses, I think, if I remember correctly, I mentioned the Browns, Panthers, and Chargers. Browns, DST 12. Uh, okay, I guess, middle of the road again. Panthers actually finished quite well as a DST6, getting some turnovers in the second half there from Kyler Murray. Uh, and the Chargers finished as DST21, so hopefully you did avoid them. So, uh, a lot of hits, a couple misses, a few pushes. I'll call it a decent week, and we'll move on to week four. Let's take a look at the landscape for week four. We have only 15 games this week, because we have our first bye week starting. Uh, the New York Jets and the San Francisco 49ers get their week off this week, so make sure you're paying attention to that. Thursday opener, uh, Philadelphia Eagles at Green Bay Packers. Hopefully that's a a good, exciting way to kick off the week. The Sunday primetime game, we got the Cowboys at Saints in what should be a pretty entertaining game. And then we cap it off Monday night with the Bengals at Steelers. The highest expected point total of the week is Kansas City Chiefs at Detroit Lions with a Pretty healthy 54 points expected. And then we have the lowest expected uh, games of the week. Minnesota Vikings at Chicago Bears at 38 points. And the same 38-point expectation with Jacksonville at Denver. So that's a, a quick look at the landscape. Let's keep all that in mind while I make some recommendations for the week. Starting off with the players, too. Starting, as usual, with the quarterbacks that I want to attack in fantasy football this week. And the first one, maybe it's a little bit too obvious, but I feel like I got to mention it anyways. And that's Dak Prescott against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday night. Now, I know Dak's already the number three fantasy quarterback in the the football right now. So you're probably not really avoiding him, not too worried. But just in case, I want to point out the fact that the Saints are giving up the most points to fantasy quarterbacks this year. And that they also have given up the most rushing touchdowns to fantasy quarterbacks this year for so far through three games. Uh, one of the little known, maybe better known stats, I'm, if you pay attention close enough to fantasy football uh, over the years, you know that Dak Prescott has exactly six rushing touchdowns on the ground in each of his first three years in the league. So he's got that good ability to get in the end zone on the ground. Uh, he has one so far this year, but I think there's a very good chance he gets in at least one more time on the ground this week. Plus he's been great through the air. Amari Cooper has been great. Witten's catching passes. Zeke might even catch some more balls this week. So definitely target Dak Prescott if you can get him in a lineup some way, somehow. Make sure you do that. Uh, Go a little bit deeper, not quite as obvious maybe. Uh, I like Matthew Stafford against the Chiefs. So Matthew Stafford had such a terrible year last year 
apparently fighting through a broken back and everything. And everybody was very worried this year with the new uh, Daryl Bevel coming in to call plays that they were going to be very uh, conservative, run heavy, so on and so forth. But as of right now, through three games, Matt Stafford has the third highest average depth of target so far in the NFL. So he's throwing the ball downfield. Uh, he's also in uh, the NFL second overall in his deep pass percentage at 22.7% of all his passes have gone uh, deeper pass. I believe that's 15 yards downfield, maybe 20. I think it's 15. That's that's data from uh, Pro Football Focus, those two stats. So he's going to take his shots, and he's going to have to take them uh, because the game has definite shootout potential against the Chiefs. Good chance he'll be trailing against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's a 54-point over-under. So I think Matthew Stafford's going to be throwing the ball up to Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I don't know who's going to get them better receiving stats between those two, but whoever gets them, Stafford's going to get points for throwing them the ball. So Matthew Stafford is my favorite guy who is not so obvious. Uh, if you want to go really deep, maybe you got to stream somebody, maybe you're a two-quarterback league, uh, try the rookies out. Daniel Jones had a great week last week, and Washington's not a great defense either. So Daniel Jones could have another solid week. And if you want to get really crazy, take a shot with Mason Rudolph. Again, he was disappointing. Uh, last week when his first debut start, but he gets the Bengals at home this week. So that's a good chance to bounce back. Um, running backs. Again, another guy, he's actually kind of going a little under the radar still, I think, is Leonard Fournette. I think I mentioned him in a separate week. Uh, and he is my number one attack running back that I'm getting anywhere I can this week. Uh, he's played practically every offensive snap for Jacksonville, 94.4% of all the snaps. Uh, what's more is he's getting almost all of the rushing attempts as well. 75% of all the rushing attempts. That's crazy. Uh, second highest on the Jaguars is Gardner Minshew, the quarterback, with 19% of the carries. D.D. Westbrook is after him with 3.5% of the carries. Uh, that's just two carries. And the only other player to register a carry is the rookie Raquel Armstead, who has a carry. So it's all for net. They're going to keep feeding him the ball. Shockingly, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. I think that's bound to change this week, uh, in part because they play Denver. Denver, we thought, would be a very good defense. Uh, not so much so far. In fact, they're giving up the sixth most fantasy points to running backs at 21.8 per game. And they have given up the most rushing touchdowns on the season so far. Five touchdowns on the ground through three games. So let's put this together. Leonard Fournette's getting the ball. He somehow, surprisingly, hasn't scored a touchdown yet. But Denver gives up the most touchdowns on the ground. And like I said, Fournette's getting those carries. So play Leonard Fournette this week. If you can go get him cheap, go get him. He's very affordable at DFS lineups. Get him in there. I think he's going to be very good. Um, a little bit under the radar and maybe a little bit of a contrarian play this week. Uh, Miles Sanders, the rookie, plays Thursday night. So you got to be hopefully listening to this before kickoff Thursday night if you want to get him. Um, he's kind of down because he hasn't had the huge game yet as a rookie. And he might have had that last week. In fact, he kind of did have that. He had 127 total yards. Uh, but he had two fumbles. Kind That'll kind of get you in the doghouse. Um, but in that game, he had his highest career at three games, but still highest career. Carries, rushing yards, targets, receiving yards. Um, but he ended up getting out-snapped by Darren Sproles. 
maybe because of the fumbles. But again, uh, offensive coordinator Mike Rowe for Philadelphia came out, gave him the vote of confidence, spoke positively of him. Sounds like they're going to try to keep him involved. So I think Sanders still has a chance to, to do some good things this week. And oh, by the way, Sanders can catch the ball pretty well. And he's going up against the Green Bay Packers Thursday night. Packers are giving up the third most points for running back so far this year. A lot of that's on the ground. Sanders can do that. But a lot of that's through the air as well. The Packers have given up the most receptions so far to running backs. 26 so far. So Sanders can catch the ball. He had a couple of big catches last week. So I think Miles Sanders is a sneaky play this week. Um, I'm willing to take the shot on him. Maybe you can get him low before he blows up. Uh, last running back I want to mention quickly, Justin Jackson. Uh, I think he's got one week of relevance because the news just broke that Melvin Gordon's going to come back. Not going to play this week, though. That's important because, I mean, just sell Eckler and then Jackson number two. And Jackson's been good when he gets his chances. Um, his snap shares have been slowly rising, 25%, 27%, 37% last week. And he's playing the Dolphins, who give up the most fantasy points to running backs. Very good chance the Chargers are in control of this game, and they can work both running backs, try to keep Eckler a little bit more fresh, get Jackson the ball a little bit. He's been great. He's been getting 7.8 yards per carry so far this season. Yeah, that's not the most reliable fantasy stat. I get it, but it's still something that can be mentioned as a positive. Um, so, yeah, feel free to throw out Justin Jackson if you really need a – uh, a flex, or you want to take a shot. Wide receivers. Uh, two guys really stick out this week. One of them is Sterling Shepard. He came back from that concussion. Wasn't sure how that was going to go, but he led the Giants in week three. He saw nine targets out of uh, Daniel Jones's 36 attempts. That was 25% of his targets. He had over 100 yards receiving. I think it was exactly 100 yards receiving. And he also got carried the ball twice for 21 yards. So they're getting him involved. They want him to be involved. And with Saquon Barkley out, he's going to have to be involved. Uh, Washington, they are pretty bad. Second worst, giving up points to fantasy wide receivers, 38.7. Um, so Sterling Shepard, get him in there. He's a guy you can trust him this week. Good play. The other one that I like so much is Terry McLaren. The guy that I said last week I didn't trust. And then he went and balled out against a really good defense of uh, Chicago Bears last week. So I'm all in on him now. He leads the team in target share, 19.4%. Um, the next closest guy is Chris Thompson, the running back. Uh, he should be just as good or maybe even better if Case Keenum gets pulled. Right? Keenum had a pretty poor game on Monday night. And it's only a matter of time before they pull him for Dwayne Haskins. But... As you may already know, Dwayne Haskins played with Terry McLaren at o the Ohio State University. So they are going to have that connection already anyways. And then they are playing the Giants, Washington versus New York Giants, both giving up terrible points to the receivers. Giants actually the worst, slightly higher, 38.8 points. So Terry McLaren, Sterling Shepard, those are my favorites. If you want to really take a shot, Take a look at Preston Williams, the undrafted free agent that is playing for the Miami Dolphins. Um, Josh Rosen came in for the first time starting last week, and though Preston Williams only had four catches, he had 12 targets, easily led the way. 12 targets is not a small number of targets to receive in a game. He almost had a second touchdown of the season. It was a very close call, questionable, 
They did not review it. Um, yeah, and he's not your typical undrafted free agent. He was a second-team All-American at Colorado State. So he can play, too. He's worth a shot if you need a deeper shot. Uh, tight ends. I am going to keep on going with the Arizona theme here and play whatever tight end happens to be going against the Cardinals because they give up an average of 21.6 fantasy points per week to tight end. By far the most in the league. The next closest is the Chargers, who give up 12.2. It's a 9.4-point difference. That's huge. So Will Disley, for the Cardinals, I mean for the Seahawks, against the Cardinals, he's getting the play. Uh, Disley's getting used, too. He's got the third most targets of the Seahawks. Uh, His last two games combined, 12 targets, 11 catches, 112 yards, and three touchdowns. And now they just traded away the only other tight end that's gotten any snaps for Seattle uh, and Nick Vanette. So, Disley, lock him in. He's the guy. Uh, Defenses, real quick, here's your weekly reminder. Whoever plays against the Dolphins, you can start them. This week is the Chargers. Fire them up. The other team I like is Pittsburgh, Monday night at home against the Bengals. Steelers are the home favorite. The Bengals have a bad O-line. They're going to give up sacks. Andy Dalton can turn the ball over like nobody else. Plus, it's always kind of fun to have that Monday night hammer, bring home your fantasy win on Monday night by the having the defense to lock down the win for you. So those are all the players that I am attacking this week in fantasy football. You avoiding me? Yes, these are the players that I am avoiding this week. Starting off again at quarterback with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has been one of my favorite quarterbacks to play so far this year. I've had him all over the place. He's the quarterback nine on the year so far in fantasy football. But he's playing the Patriots this week. Um, I I think he'll be okay. The floor still might be there with the rushing. Uh, But the Patriots are giving up the fewest points to quarterbacks. It's kind of ridiculous because they haven't played any good quarterbacks. But... Um, still the fewest, so give him credit for that. And if Josh Allen has one pretty big flaw, it's that he turns the ball over. He's got three picks so far this year, and he's fumbled four times. You have to think the Patriots are going to take advantage of that. Uh, New England already has six picks for their defense this year. So I don't think he's going to totally bust. He still has our rushing floor, but he is not somebody I'm targeting this week. In fact, I am avoiding him. Uh, lots of other people I'd rather start, including Matthew Stafford, who I mentioned uh, in the attack segment. So I'm off of Josh Allen this week uh, in the same game. Uh, Tom Brady also been very good this year, kind of surprisingly good for, well, it, nothing should surprise us with Tom Brady anymore. Uh, I still don't want to play him this week, though. The Bills defense is good. Um, they've been shutting teams down all year. Um, only 14.4 points per game to the quarterback so far. So nothing big there. Uh, The game is in Buffalo. The Bills are going to be hyped up. They're playing for the division lead very early in the season. I think Brady will play fine. I don't think he's going to, you know, decimate your team. But you can't expect a big game. I don't expect a big game. So I'm not going to be playing Brady this week. And then the last guy, I just want to throw some some ice water on the Gardner Minshew party. And I love the guy's swag. I love his style. I think he's super fun to watch. And could have some good games, but I don't like the matchup. Um, and you don't need to get cute starting Gardner Minshew. There's plenty of others out there. The Broncos, they're not giving up a lot of points to the quarterbacks. Only 11.2 points per game. Uh, all their points are going to running backs, which is why I liked Fournette so much. 
I think this is a Leonard Fournette game where Gardner Minshew just gets to be a little bit of the game manager and rock that sweet stash while he hands the ball off to Fournette over and over and over again. Uh, running backs, Aaron Jones, got to avoid him this week. First of all, the Eagles defense is a very stout run defense. They give up the fifth fewest points to running backs so far this season. And then Matt LaFleur came out and said that he wanted to even the touches with Jones and Williams, uh, with him and Jamal Williams, and he wasn't lying. Uh, they were practically even. In fact, Williams actually saw more touches in week three. Um, Jones was only on the field for 39% of the snaps. He had a good week. He was bailed out with two touchdowns. You can't be guaranteed those um, every week, though. There were two goal line runs. So he's probably the goal line back, but I wouldn't be counting on on that, especially with a new gross timeshare. So I would be trying to find other options. Um, Todd Gurley, guy I just keep waiting and waiting and hoping he's going to show like he used to. But for now, I am going to avoid him. Uh, the Buccaneers have a surprisingly solid run defense so far. They've given up the second fewest points to running backs at 7.9 per game. Uh, so they seem to be pretty stout there. And Gurley just is not involved as he was in the past. He's still got a good snap share, uh, practically 70% of the snaps. Uh, he's getting, he was getting, heading into the season, about 18, per, 18 carries per game for his career. Uh, he's averaging 14.7, so under 15 so far this year. Headed into the season, he was getting 3.2 catches per game. He's getting 1.3 catches per game so far this season. He was getting... That, that adds up to 21.2 touches heading into the season and 16 touches right now. So five touches is huge in fantasy football. And I know uh, McVay, Coach McVay just came out and said he needs to get them or wants to get Gurley the ball 25 times. Yeah, that would be awesome. But he also said that Gurley was going to be fine at the playoffs last year. We saw how the end of the season went. We've seen how early season's gone. Until I see something different on the field, I'm going to keep avoiding Todd Gurley as much as it makes me sad. Um, and then Frank Gore had a great week last week. That was fun. I'm not playing him against New England this week. Uh, they've given up 100 yards total on the season in three games and no touchdowns on the ground or in the air to running backs. So it was fun, Frank Gore. I know you'll be back, but you're not in my lineups this week. Uh, wide receivers. I'm going to avoid Alshon Jeffrey. That's another Thursday night game, I know, so hopefully you're listening now uh, before Thursday kickoff. If not, hopefully this works out. Uh, he's coming off the calf injury, caused him to miss last week. He's a little bit older, and he's been so injury-prone. Uh, last year, he came back from injury, was in and out, and he just disappeared at the end of last season. So I'm not going to trust him until I see a reason to. Uh, and the Packers have a very talented young secondary. Uh, they're finally starting to get a little recognition, I think, around the, the NFL world and fantasy world maybe. Uh, they're giving up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers so far at just 15 per game. And those guys, um, Jair Alexander, uh, King, Adrian Amos, rookie Darnell Savage, I think they're going to – shut down Philadelphia's passing game all around, and I'm not going to start Jeffrey. Uh, another one, DJ Shark. I already said I didn't like Garner Minshew, so 
I'm not going to like DJ Shark. In fact, I think he is a great sell-high candidate. I think he could have some more games this year that are usable, but not this week. He's had a touchdown every game so far. I think that ends. Um, he's averaged a, tar- a touchdown every six targets. That's a tough pace to keep up. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so no DJ Shark for me this week. And finally, for receivers, I'm going to just avoid the Vikings. I know Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, big fantasy names. The Vikings have passed the ball a league low 63 times so far this year in three games. By comparison, the Cardinals on the other end of the spectrum have passed it over twice as many times at 137. So plus the games in Chicago, both teams want to run the ball. The Vikings especially want to run the ball. Chicago is a good defense. So I'm going to avoid them. If I'm forced to pick, I would rather play Thielen over Diggs, but I don't want to pick either of them. And tight ends. Uh, Again, always tough to say to avoid any tight ends because the landscape is trash for tight ends. But I am not going to chase the points and the touchdown from Demetrius Harris, um, the Cleveland Browns tight end that found the end zone last week, even though he only had two targets. And a nice stat I found, from Dwayne McFarland on Twitter. Uh, he's only had 0.69 pass routes run per quarterback drop back. That's not a good route. That means he is staying in the block a lot of times when he's on the field, used in protection. Yes, he might get that one touchdown target or one target for a touchdown, but I'm not chasing the points. I'm not going to expect it. Um, and the Seattle defense is what I am going to avoid for defenses. They still kind of live on name recognition. Some people still think they have a good defense, but they are not what they used to be. Uh, they've got just one interception so far this year. They play Arizona. I still think the Kyler Murray explosion is coming at some point this year. Maybe it's this week. Maybe not. Either way, Arizona always has the potential to put up a lot of points. So I would rather play a lot of other defenses over Seattle's this week. So those are all the fantasy assets that I'm avoiding for this week. And that'll wrap it up for week four of the Process Fantasy Football Podcast. Do me a huge favor on your way out. Please go find me on Twitter at A.A. Larson. Find the show on Twitter at The Process FFP. Always looking for fan interaction, questions, advice, whatever, fantasy football talk, feedback. Love it all. Send them my way. Uh, also do have a Facebook page at the Process Fantasy Football Podcast if you want to give that a look. Um, and biggest thing, the biggest favor you could do is subscribe on any podcast format. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. There's others out there. Search it, find it, hit me up. Um, and then please rate and review. That would be a huge help. And just thank you again so much for giving me the listen. Good luck in week four and enjoy the fancy football. Talk to you next week.